Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. All right. It's a good day in the house of the Lord. So this is um, a great Sunday to be at church. I know a lot of people are gone out of town. A lot of our families have left for this weekend. But I am so glad who's here. And we know we have a number online watching. And we're just grateful you're here because we get to share testimonies of what God did all of 2021. And there were so many as I was gathering them and looking back. Our staff meetings, we meet together. And for the first I mean, for sure 10 minutes, if not, sometimes it ends up being an hour long. We share the goodness of God. And I don't know what's happening in children's church until that moment at staff meeting where Sage and now Trisha share the goodness of God, what's happening at um, the testimonies of children's church, the testimonies of what's happening in youth and young adults and the life groups. And it's my time to just hear the goodness of what God does. And it's the fuel that keeps me going. It's those hearing what God is doing and changing all of our lives together. You know, we're all in this together and he's changing our lives. The testimonies have been amazing. And I've asked a number of people, I have six people coming up to share some testimonies today. And they're gonna just share quickly what God did. But I want you as you're listening today to remember, we've been talking about the goodness of God and how we just went through a whole series on this and how God is good. You know, even in the midst of our difficulties, that's what all of Carl's song was about. No matter those battles that we're in, he's still good and is gonna see us through. And some of you are still in the middle of it in that battle, but just know he is with you, walking with you through it. And you're gonna see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's a promise in his word. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And um, so as you're hearing the testimonies today, there has got to be a response in your heart. If you hear one going, I need that. I need that in my family. I need that in my life. You take that for yourself. And you say, God, if you can do it for them, you can do it for me. Because it talks about in Revelation, the spirit of the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy for him to do it again. But I wanted to start off with reading Psalm 103. I've really been stirred on this chapter in the Bible. And David's speaking here. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who heals all your, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. God is so good. We got to see salvation come this year to people's lives and that revelation of he forgives our sins and his mercies are new every morning. We saw diseases healed this year, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. I want my youth renewed like an eagle. I want to be fully renewed every day in Jesus. The first testimony is my friend Janice. Is she still in here? Did she go to kids' church? Is Janice here? (laughs) Here she is. Let's just give Janice a hand. She's coming up. Come on up. Atiwa, you want to come up as well? Yeah. (laughs) Come on up. So Janice is a neighbor of mine, and these are my friends too, not just neighbors. And they were sharing me a testimony of what happened at our building of Janice just sharing the love of God. And so I thought, here's a great children's church testimony I wanted you guys to hear, okay? 
Can you say hi to everybody? Uh, Do you want mom to help? Do you want to share? Do you want to share? Maybe mom can start and then you can finish. Hi, everyone. My name is Atiwa, and this is my daughter Janice, and the little one is Shakina. That's my sister's daughter. Um, so the little testimony that Janice, um, like Pastor Jenna said, one day we're walking, we went for a walk in our building, and we met this old lady. She's 86. She just had a stroke, and she was trying to recover from it. So we sat, and we're just having a walk that Sunday afternoon, and Janice saw this old lady trying to walk with her cane, and she felt like she needed to talk to the lady, and she started talking to her, like, hi. I'm like, I tried to pull her back not to say anything, but she kept on going. <laughs> uh, and she started asking, why are you walking with a cane? The woman had, like, a blood clot in her eyes. Like, why is your eye like that? She kept on asking a lot of questions, and I felt like I'm, I felt kind of embarrassed. But the lady was really nice, and she answered all questions Janice was, was asking. And then at the end of it, the thing that surprised me the most is when she asked, can I pray for you? That was what Janice did. I barely could not do that. I barely could even say hi to that lady, but God gave her that spirit of boldness. The lady really needed it at that moment to hear that, and as soon as she said it, she was like, yes, pray for me, and she gave high prayer, and since then, we went up uh, later on to visit her, and she was, she's doing great. Like, God really <laughs> used Janice just to speak to that lady, and she felt really the peace of God and was so great. I just pray that God would continue using her with that spirit of bonus. I didn't have that bonus in me to even talk to her, but she did. Using a four-year-old to do that, and it was like mind-blowing. Mind Amen. Amen. Do you want to say anything, Janice? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think the neat thing is, Atiwa is telling me people come and knock on the door. Is Janice home? Older people. They want Janice to come out and play and pray. <laughs> and so I was like, isn't that powerful? So I, before we go to the, thanks Janice. Before we go to the next testimony, I want us, the Lord just really stirred in me for that childlike faith. A boldness like a child, right? Let's get back to the simplicity of the gospel and just have boldness to share your faith. So right now, put out your hands and let's just ask Jesus. God, I just thank you for the testimony that um, they shared. I thank you, God, for boldness. I ask God that you give us the boldness, that we would have boldness like a four-year-old. She's now five, but that childlike faith and boldness that Janice carries, I pray over our lives that we stop for the one in front of us and say, hey, can I pray for you? God, I pray that you use each one of us this year as we go into 2022 with more boldness, more childlike faith, that my dad can heal that, my dad can fix that. God, I just ask for just an impartation on us today in Jesus' name, amen. I like that a lot. All right, um, Mike, you wanna come up? In the scripture of Psalm 103, come on up. You know, we talk about Jesus heals our, all our diseases, and I asked if Mike would just share this testament that was recent. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, so in the middle of October, my mom developed COVID, and what's unique about it, I'm sure a lot of people have had it and recovered. She uh, uh, had smoked many years, uh, quit when she was 71. My mom's 93. And uh, so she was sick with what looked like a cold, and I was checking on her daily. And then on October 26, she looked, you know, terrible. So I brought her to the ER over at Sanford, and uh, 
you know, just felt like, you know, she may be passing, you know, that this was her time. I, you know, I wasn't sure, but, you know, in your spirit, you, you know, your parents aren't going to be with you forever. And uh, so, but at the same time, I was praying, and I just got her settled in the ER. Her oxygen saturations were like 76%, which is, you know, terrible. She should have been comatose or unconscious. And I just got her into the ER. They took her back immediately. I went and parked my car, and as soon as I went back in the building, Ted left from work. So immediately, God started the chain of prayer. You know, it was just like the Lord, isn't it? My servant Ted's right there, bam, and we just, you know, he said, we'll pray, and I knew right away that God would be praying. Well, then I also shared, um, she looked like she was going to probably deteriorate and, uh, you know, get put on a vent. So this was uh, closer to, like, the 5th of November, uh, but uh, on the 3rd of November, we had our Bible study, and then we prayed in the Bible study that God would, would heal her, and, you know, she's, she started to turn around quite miraculously then. And the, on, this was on a Wednesday, and on Friday, she was discharged from the hospital. And, you know, it looked like she was probably going to be put on a ventilator, and that was going to probably be it for her. And uh, even in this opportunity, what was unique is that it, it brought in, you know, I would go there and read the Bible to her, and then she'd go, I just love it when you read the Bible, you know. And, you know, my mom's a Catholic lady, so... <laughs> Not that she doesn't love the Lord, she does, but it's just a different level of faith. I don't know, but it just opened up the window of opportunity for faith, and then other cousins that I didn't know were Christians were saying, well, we've been having your mom on our prayer list too, and it, it just brought together a unique type of unity, but, you know, thank God for his divine healing. I know he touched my mom. She should have realistically probably been in heaven by now, but uh, he has a purpose for her, and she's still, she's alive and well. And mentally and physically, mentally, it had a big impact on her, too. She was very uh, forgetful and confused. All of that is completely gone. That's only God. I mean, thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mike. All right, so I, I was going to wait till the end, but I feel like we need to pray into this. We have two people in the hospital right now with COVID, and we need miracles on their lives. And one, we need new lungs. We just need a miracle of organs. And I know there's others in the room that are dealing with sickness. And if that's you and you want prayer, I just want you to stand up. If you would like prayer, because we'll just pray with you. We'll gather people around you and pray. So if any of you are dealing with any kind of sickness, we're going to pray over those two people in the hospital. If you just want to stand up, we'd love to pray with you right now in the middle of the service. We don't have to do things normal, do we? <laughs> All right, we got someone here. So just like as people stand up, go gather around them. We have a few. We have another one back there and over here. So just gather around them and let's just pray over them. If you're near them, just pray over them. And then we're going to agree for Brian and Cynthia in the hospital. Amen. All right. Lord, right now we just say do it again, God. We thank you for the testimonies this last year of so many being healed and restored physically. God, I ask right now, we pray over Cynthia that you would bring breath back into her lungs. God, that you would fully restore her body. And Lord, we just thank you that you're working a miracle in her life right now. In Jesus' name, we pray over Brian. God, we ask that you give him a new lungs. We just ask for a creative miracle over his life. That you'd give him new lungs. And we pray over each one in this room that's standing, God, that they would see your hand, that you would heal their diseases. You take pain away in Jesus' name. And God, you bring restoration of life. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you you sent your son 
that we could have life and have it abundantly, that we could be whole, we could be healed. God, we just pray today, work in their behalf, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good, huh? Aaron and Julie, you want to start hopping up? I, we have a couple here that's going to share their testimony. And um, I was thinking of them, and I kept thinking of the verse in 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And these two have definitely persevered through many circumstances and um, have a lot to rejoice over. So I'm just going to let you guys take Hello. Okay, um, so our, our testimony for, for our goodness of God for 20 to 21 kind of spans some years, so we're going to kind of be giving you a rundown of, of uh, our journey of getting pregnant and uh, infertility and, and uh, everything like that. So um, I'm, I'm Aaron, so this is my wife, Julie, and uh, a little bit about us. We've been married for 10 years this, this last uh, summer, and so um, I guess our, our pregnancy journey... Kind of started right when we got married. We we had a miscarriage right away um, early on in our marriage. Like we were, we got married at, at 22 years old and and uh, got pregnant right away. Um, you know, un, unexpectedly. You know, you're just newly married kids. Um, but uh, ended up having a miscarriage with with that baby. And then, you know, as as life went on there, we we kind of decided to wait to have kids. We did life and worked and traveled and and kind of did that. And then as we got into our later 20s, we decided, okay, we're kind of at the point in, in life of where we're ready to get kids and you know, in your mind, we, you know, having an early miscarriage, you're like, well, we can get pregnant whenever we want. You know what I mean? We had a, you know, it happened, you know, things were clicking together early on and, and, uh, you know, this should just be a pretty simple process. And, uh, it wasn't. Um, so for us, we, in 2016, uh, let's say 2016, 2015 is when we kind of decided to start, uh, working on getting pregnant. Um, if you, you know, if you can say that, but, but you know what I mean? It started, <laughs> start, uh, start, you know, trying to build a family. Um, and it just, you know, things didn't click, you know, you go month by month and, um, you're not getting pregnant, you're not getting pregnant. Um, and so went about a whole year and, uh, to, to, to get into the fertility program, um, you need to be trying for a year. So we went through a year of trying to get pregnant, not, um, and then we, uh, made the decision to to start at the uh, fertility program at Sanford um, and got in uh, with them to uh, see what's going on, what's what's happening, um, why aren't why aren't we getting pregnant? Um, and so, it's not fun to be going to the infertility clinic. I mean, you're going there every month. You're, um, you know, there's there's a lot of shots of just the hormones, things like that. Uh, just the process of everything. It's it's. Uh, it's a not a, a, a joyous experience, you know what I mean? It's a, it's it's kind of a, it's a hard and long and lonely experience um, of just of just going through that. So we started that in November of 2017. Um, they've got they've they've got a good team of doctors there, and we we really um, appreciated everything they did. It, it, I mean they they've got a you know how they approach everything was just amazing, um, and and it was hard too to make that step of hey we need to we need to look at medicine for, for trying to create this miracle of life that we, you know, that we so desperately want. Um, 
And so we're doing the treatment, we're going in there month by month, things aren't, you know, things aren't clicking, they're trying to figure out the balance of, you know, what, what do we need to do to, to make everything click along. And then in July of 2018, we, we got pregnant. We had levels that showed a, showed a pregnancy. And uh, um, sadly, after about 10 weeks of kind of numbers fluctuating, that baby did miscarriage as well. Um, and that, you know, when you're in the middle of going through a couple years of infertility, trying to, you know, doing these shots, doing different things, having them, you know, you get this hope of, okay, something's clicking along and then numbers drop and then numbers maybe go up, you know, the next time you test and then they drop and it just kind of is this emotional roller coaster of just, you know, you're happy, then you're sad, then you're cautious, then you're worried, you know, I mean, you just run through this gamut of emotions um, in that process. So uh, with with that miscarriage, you know, at 10 weeks, um, it wasn't a viable pregnancy. Um, and we had, to, we had to go in and do a DNC and go through an operation of making sure everybody's, you know, everything's um, healthy and safe and stuff like that. And that's a whole nother emotional roller coaster of, uh, of going and doing that, making sure mom's healthy and, and uh, safe. Um, so yeah, so then we go through that process and then you kind of kick into going back and okay, like, Let's figure out what we what we need to do again at the fertility clinic, and um, we're kind of just clicking along, trying things, not working, and we're we're kind of getting to the point of our only option is looking like it's going to be like an IVF, you know, where they remove Julie's eggs and they just fertilize an egg outside of the body and then insert. That's what IVF is; they insert it back into you. Um, it was looking like that was going to be our only um, option, and the doctor we were working with was actually on vacation, and so we were dealing with another one. And we're just kind of like, let's just, we were going to wait because he was on vacation for like a month and a half or something like that. He's an older guy that kind of started the program. So he was, he was gone. So, which was, <laughs> which was great for, good for, good for him. Good for us too, at the end of the day too. But, uh, so we're like, well, we just want to, we just want to try this month. I mean, it, by this point, we're just getting burnt out. You know what I mean? It's going in, doing these, you know, appointments every month. Nothing's clicking, you know, and, it, and it's, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into more of the details as we get in here too, but. So we, we try this one last month before, you know, doctor's coming back in a little bit, so we're probably going to be doing other stuff, you know, from his vacation. And so we, we try one more time, and then we get pregnant. And that was, that was our son, William. And so praise God, for, uh, praise God for just, you know, Will's, Will's a little miracle, and we, we thank God every day for him that, uh, that he's here um, so I, I, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep going with, with our journey now. And today. So we clip along, and uh, um, I guess one, one testimony, too, I wanted to, to, or one word I wanted to share. Um, so af, I, it was after we were pregnant with Will, but it was early on. So when you're going through infertility, you kind of just, I, I shouldn't say everybody shuts down, but you kind of just stop talking about it because it's just harder and harder to tell people about what you're going through every time something, you know, you get tired of telling everybody about the bad news all the time. So you kind of just turn into your own little shell a little bit, good or bad. That's just how life works a little bit. You know, it's, you see people around you and they're just popping out babies and which is great. Praise the Lord for that. But you know what I mean? It's a, it, it's, it's a, it's a hard, lonely road, I guess, going through it. But we were in worship and burning hearts here. And I think we were just early pregnant with Will and uh, get, or what? Yeah, no, nobody knew. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you go through this, it's like you're not going to share that you're pregnant because it's probably, you know what I mean? You go through miscarriages, it's like, I don't want to, 
spread this around and then having to deal with talking about it again. But um, it's probably not the healthiest thing to do, so be, be open with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, we were in worship here at Burning Hearts, and uh, Gail Peterson turned around to me, and she goes, I see a blue egg over you. That's all she said was, I see a blue egg over you. And that just, I mean, that just rocked me. Um, not that it was like some, prof- you know, it wasn't like this explanation for your life, but it was like God saw me, you know, going, going through pregnancy or going through infertility, you know, I was angry with God, just why isn't this happening? You know, we're two loving parents, you know, God, don't you think we'll be good at raising a, a family, raising kids? And I mean, you're just, you're just downright angry because it's just, why isn't this clicking? Why isn't this working? Like, you know, there's no explanation for it, but you know, in, it, it, it's just, it's just that struggle of, of why. And I mean, I'll never know why, but this was, this was the journey God put us on. But it was just that reassurance when she told me that, I mean, she didn't know we were pregnant and, and that's all she told me was she just said, I see a blue egg over you guys. And you know, you're in worship and it just wrecks you and you sit there and cry and pray for a while. And, um, <laughs> but it was just God, 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 let me know that like, I see you, you know, I have a plan for you. And it was just this reassurance, and I carried that a lot. I mean, I still carry that a lot of just, he's, he sees me, he knows me, he knows our heart. And, uh, and yeah, so if, if, I guess that's just a little, if you get a word for somebody in worship, just go tell them. I mean, it doesn't need to be the most profound thing in the world, but maybe it hits them in the way that uh, they need it. I mean, she just said, I see a blue egg. What the heck's up? You know, she probably knew, but you know what I mean? It's not like it's, uh, it's, it's some very, you know, profound thing. But... Um, but now, now to uh, now to this year. So, um, so we got Will running around like crazy, um, you know, raising a little guy, and uh, we get to we get to this year. So we're we're kind of saying, hey, maybe we should have another kid, and um, I think we tried a couple times, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried a few times. We did have we and we we're kind of you know. Um, when you start, it was kind of, hey, maybe we should talk to the fertility clinic, say, hey, we want to, like, kick things back into gear and kind of figure this out. And then randomly we, we got pregnant in April, and, and that baby miscarried as well. But it was still just like, oh, wow, like, something clicked. We didn't do any treatment. We weren't doing anything. We hadn't, you know, we we're talking about starting up again, but we hadn't, we hadn't done anything. So it just was, you know, natural. So it was like, wow, okay. And then... Um, went through that process. It was another emo- emotional roller coaster, and then we get to June of this year, and then, bam, we get pregnant again. And that's the healthy little baby girl right now. That's that's inside of Julie. So, I, I guess you know. I guess at the end of the day of of our testimony for for 2021, it's it's you know God kind of brought this full circle of, you know. I, I think through fertility, there's a lot of feeling like my body's broken, my body's not whole, my body's, you know, I'm screwed up, and that's not the case. And I think this is a lot of reassurance from God of just like, you know, I'm the God of the impossible. I can, I can heal bodies. I, you know, obviously, you know, we're, there's, he's the God of medicine. He's the God of miracles through medicine, but he's also the God of just natural miracles or, you know what I mean, supernatural miracles as well. So, um, so that's, that's kind of our timeline of our journey. Um, I'll let you kind of share. Um. I'll just share really quickly about the goodness of God through um, what we walk through. Um, and so for us, um, I just learned a lot as being the woman walking through this. It's, it's not easy when it's your body that it's happening to. Um, 
and it's hard on your marriage, but also God is so there through all of it. Um, in those, we just had a lot of really tough moments. I had a lot of moments in my room, a lot of moments in my car, just a lot of tears, um, frustrations, and worship and prayer is all, all that got us through. Um, Jesus just met us there. He always showed us he was good. He brought us joy through all of it. Um, even in the tough moments, you can still have that deep joy. And that's something I just want to people to know is whether it's what we're, you're walking through, if it's like something like us, miscarriage, infertility, um, not being able to have kids, or just the tough moments in life. It's like he is there in the depths of the heart. And you're not the only one walking through it. And you may not know who's walking through it next to you. Um, when we have had people pray over us, it really changes. They are able to share their story as well as us to finally feel known in what we're walking through. So worship is just really what, um, really what pulled us through. Um, and Katie Torwald's album, Praise Before My Breakthrough, listen to that if you're walking through tough stuff because there'll be lots of tears but good things. Um, and you'll just really understand and feel that God is just there. Um, so it, it's definitely tough as a woman, but um, it's, God is so good through it all. And we just can't believe we're pregnant again this year. Um, it wasn't expected. I was supposed to have knee surgery. And God said, I have other plans. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, as, like I kind of said earlier about, you know, you kind of get closed in. But seek out people who have gone through it. If you need to, you know, if somebody's going through it and you want to talk to somebody, you guys can talk to us. I mean, we did, we did seek out couples that had gone through this and just... Uh, you know, it, it, nobody's story is the, exactly the same, but it just helps to just cry and be in that, you know, they, you understand the pain together of what, uh, what walking through it is. And just, uh, you know, God put a big desire on our heart to be parents, and uh, it was hard not to see it come to fruition in the time that we thought. So, um, but God's goodness prevailed, and uh, we've got a healthy little baby girl on the way. So. Thanks, you guys. It was really good. Thanks for sharing. Uh, February. Early February. Isn't that exciting? Yay. Thanks for sharing, you guys, and just being vulnerable like that. Isn't it powerful? You know, I remember hearing a pastor a long time ago, Ted and I, um, and he said, if I tell you my story and you tell me your story, we'll be friends. And isn't that true? Like everyone in this room has a story. And when we're vulnerable and share our story, it's like it opens up this door for us to go, oh, you're a normal person. You walk through stuff too. And so um, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing. And if that's a struggle in your life, anyone or online, just make sure you reach out to Julie and Aaron. They're very willing to meet with people. <clears throat> Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He's so good in it all. Well, um, Paige and Crystal, do you want to come up? We, we've had um, this amazing group of discipleship school we got to get back at and do again this year, and Paige is going to start us off. And um, I kept thinking of these guys. I asked them if they'd come up and share, and they said yes, because in discipleship school, you have to practice speaking in front of everyone. So just warning, anyone who's signing up next year, you do have to do a lot of public speaking. No. But um, I kept thinking of you guys, and I kept thinking of James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, 
down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth and that we might be, be a kind of first fruits of all he created. And I just, I want, they're gonna share their testimonies. You guys both wanna stand up here? You good? Share a mic? Okay. All right. Who's first? I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> to make sure you share it like when you got saved okay. and... Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Paige. Um, so I grew up knowing about Jesus, and my parents definitely planted that seed in my life. Um, I just never cultivated a deep relationship with the Lord. I did. I just went through life doing what I wanted to do and wanted my version of a successful life. Um, that had me always chasing after the next thing. So in college, I thought, surely I'll find my identity in nursing school. Um, well, graduation came, and I had no huge change aside from being severely sleep-deprived. <laughs> so I figured, I just need a great job, and then I'll be content. Of course, that didn't work out either. I continued on with this pattern of chasing something that I thought would fill me um, until last year these bondages of just discontentment and isolation were just honestly suffocating me. So it was in this season that God um, just spoke to my heart, saying he just wants all of me fully surrendered to him. Um, this is only my third time sharing my testimony, and I feel like the Holy Spirit highlights something new each time. Um, he reminded me of Matthew 18, 10 through 14, uh, where he talks about the parable of the lost sheep. And so, uh, in, in that passage, it talks about how he leaves the 99 and chases after the one. Um, and so, my story of how I came to this church is truly evidence of that passage. When I started college five years ago, um, the Lord put this church in my heart to come to, but I never stepped out in faith. I would, like it, where your old building was, I would drive by all the time, and I just, I would park, and I just never would go in. Um, and so... <laughs> um, he gave me many opportunities and I kept saying no. Well, last year in my discontentment, I quit my job for a new one that I thought would make things better. Um, of course, this was during COVID. So for this new job, I had to get COVID tested twice a week at what I thought was a random building. Um, God would soon show me that it was much more. A month went by and it was the week of Easter of last year. I pulled up to this building, ready to get tested again, um, and I was walking up. I just saw Burning Hearts Church, and I was just so, so shocked. Um, in that moment, I knew I wanted to fully give my life to Jesus. <laughs> I got baptized in August here, um, this, this past August, and shared my testimony for the first time. Since then, Crystal and I have been growing in deeper intimacy with Jesus through D-School, which was another huge blessing um, for me. It hasn't been easy, and I still face battles, but because of Jesus, I am no longer bound by discontentment or isolation. My hope in Jesus is much greater and has led me into true freedom and fulfillment. If God would continue to chase after me, no matter how far I strayed or for how long, I know he will do it for you too. Hello, 
If you haven't met me, I'm Crystal. Um, thank you, Pastor Nate and Pastor Jaina, for giving me another opportunity to share my testimony. Um, this is my third time sharing my testimony, but my first time when I got baptized, I didn't, I didn't tell people, I didn't tell you guys um, like a huge part of my testimony. So I'm gonna share that today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to say thank God for giving me the family I have now. I thank him for giving, for giving me parents that believes in our God. In one moment in their lives, they followed him. Today I'm going to share my testimony and the first time I did before I got baptized. I left a huge part, <laughs> and I, le I left a huge part out, but this time I'm going to share that part. So I've always had God in my heart and would call myself a Christian. Um, did I live a life following Christ, being dead to myself, and let God live in me? No. Did I have a relationship with our Father? Yes. There were times I humbled myself and wanted to follow Jesus, but then I went back to living my life. Um, so it's like having one foot sticking out the blanket while the other is in the blanket, so you won't be too hot or too cold. Um, that was me, being too comfortable with the lifestyle I had while trying to follow Christ. Um, Okay. Okay. The years the years I kept growing, the years I kept growing up were the years I would experience unhealthy things for my body, mind and and health along with me spiritually. Um last year I didn't recognize myself. I was in a relationship that was toxic and in that relationship I ended up getting pregnant. So many so many so many emotions flowed through my body. Um instantly my first thought was keeping the baby and being with the guy I was with. But inside of me didn't feel right with that thought. So I would ignore the feeling because I cared so much for my ex and had so much feelings. Like I wanted to be with him. But deep down I knew that we weren't for each other. Um, anyways, I started to think of a plan for my future because my plan was to have the baby. But deep down I knew I wasn't ready to be a mother. I knew that me and my ex won't be together in the long run. I knew I wasn't capable to raise a child, um, so I started to cry out to God because I wanted to know what he wanted me to do. But I don't think I had an answer, and if he did give me one, I probably didn't recognize. Um, so I made a decision, and that was having an abortion. Um, that day forward, I went downhill. I started isolating myself and partying. I didn't know who I was. I also didn't have a great relationship with my mom because the way I've been acting. Um, a year has passed and I needed a break. So I visit my family here in North Dakota and in Minnesota, per Minnesota, in March 2021. Then it was time for me to go back to Cali and I felt depressed. Um, then once again, I came back to visit in April 2021 and that's when God, God moved me in a way. He gave me that desire to follow him. He gave me that desire to love him and want him all. He gave me that heart to fully surrender and let him take control. From the beginning, I knew I didn't want to live as this world does. I knew I wanted to live differently, and I knew I wanted to give my life to Christ. I just kept pushing it off. Um, once I visited my family the second time in April, in the blink of an eye, me and Paige surrendered. Um, that was April. In August, <laughs> in August 29, we became reborn. We joined the family. 
Um, ever since then, it's been a journey. Battles were coming and still will come. But there's God. We can hang on to him. God has been moving ever since he made a mark on my heart. This is all his glory. So praise him. I went from death to life. He, redi he redirected me. He used the bad for the good. And that's who our father is. He is good. Um, from the beginning, this verse struck out to me. So when I was like dealing with battles and everything, um, don't be anxious by the vast numbers for the battle is not yours, but God's. Um, I think that's 2 Chronicles 2015. And then now this verse is the one that I will look at and it will encourage me. If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. And I have that verse tattooed on me, but. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you guys. So appreciate you. Wow, powerful testimonies. Thank you. This has been a good year at Burning Hearts Church. See, we've had a lot of people show up because of the COVID thing. The, is this a testing site? No, but you can come to church. Here's a card. <laughs> we've been inviting people. And look what God does. He's so good. He's so good. <clears throat> so good. Um, I think, Rhett, Rhett, did you make it? He's not here. Okay. I wanted to go through a couple other things. Ah, I just kind of am undone right now. <clears throat> but think about 2021 and his goodness and what he's done for us. I just think even each one of us taking a moment to reflect on his goodness is so important. And in March, we did get into this building, this permanent building, which is like such a gift from the Lord to have a place to host church. It is such a gift, and that happened in 2021. We'll always remember the breakthrough. It wasn't an easy challenge. You can ask any one of the board members. It was difficult, and our old space wasn't going to allow us to have kids' church there anymore, so we knew we had to figure it out fast, and so uh, God was faithful. He opened the door for us to be here, and Pastor Nate joined us, and Christy joined our staff. It's been a good year. Kids Church is growing, and Sage did such an incredible job for four years establishing that and just getting it to a place where it is today. Last week, I was in the preschool room. My favorite thing to do if I'm not preaching is I love to go back to the children's room. And so you all probably think I go out and go to the bathroom. I actually go to the kids' rooms. I just love to see what God's doing in the kids' rooms. So it's like my favorite thing. It's like this little piece, just go see what God's doing in the kids' And last week, I happened to be in the preschool room, and as I came in, they're all just, they all had an instrument, and they were just worshiping God, and they were just praising and dancing and worshiping, and they're like, who's the next? And they, I said, what are you guys doing? We're having a praise break. <laughs> and I thought, oh my word, how beautiful is that? They were just worshiping Jesus. And sometimes you'll go in there, and they're just, after they have their Bible story, everyone, to get preschoolers to pray, I think is like herding cats, right? But somehow in that amazing preschool room, they're all just like praying to Jesus, this whole room, and just asking God to move. And I'm like undone. I'm like, only Jesus can do this. But I'm just so excited to be here. Our JBQ continues to just grow and went to nationals. It was an amazing day. Kids camp, we did the day camp. I was reviewing some of the goodness of God and we have all these new families who found a home here. Um, and in youth group, think about it, guys. The youth has just grown. They have the after-school program. They did Camp Joy. Some kids got saved at youth convention. In Chicago outreach, they were radically touched. 
Um, we're seeing God's faithfulness and goodness in our young adults as well. But the one thing that I keep going back to that I'm so undone that uh, is the testimony we hear week after week is what God has done in each one of our hearts. And you'll share a testimony <clears throat> to, each one, to one of the pastors and just say, he touched me and I'm not the same. You know, maybe your situation is still difficult, but he showed up and he was in that place with you and your life has changed. We've heard of people just getting emotional healing and physical healing and spiritual healing. I've had so many people come and say that they were healed of church wounds this last year. Where at other churches, they've just been wounded. And I'm sorry that the church hurts. I'm sorry we hurt people. But they came up and they're just like, I was healed. And I'll have people on the regular come up just weeping and weeping and saying, I haven't been at a church and gotten healed of what pain I had and here I got healed. And I think, God, let us be that home for people a safe place for people to let down their guard and let Jesus come back because people are gonna always disappoint us. But Jesus never will. He never will. This year, Operation Christmas Child, I was so proud of the church. 645 boxes, 180 online. Way to go, guys. 11,000 boxes total were sent out from this area. We sent out missionaries. Rachel's still in Jordan, a nurse that we have in Jordan, and Sarah's heading there. Tyler's full-time with YWAM. Carl going to Upper Room. Bo and Jackie, the uh, family that is in Uganda, they just got their visas, so they are fully now able to go, and God is good. This year has been an amazing year. Um, I want us to just close. Can the band come up? <clears throat> Um, we, I wanted us to close with a rejoice. And so they're going to sing. Do you mind singing the last song you guys did? I want us to stand up and step in the river, okay? I felt a little hesitation during worship. People weren't like, you know, totally jumping in. So um, I feel like after these goodness, we need to praise him for who he is. We don't praise him for what he's done. You know, I talk about reading the scriptures and how I love to read the word, and so many people read the word to try to find out what God can do for them. But you know why he gave us this? is for us to know him. That we can like spend time and know who Jesus is. That we can know the king of the universe. And that's when we worship. We get to worship the king of the universe. Jesus, the one who did all these testimonies, is Jesus. He stepped in and everything changed. And you know what? Some of us need that today. We need God to step in in areas in our life. And I just want us, as a body of believers, we're gonna stand up and worship, but let's first pray into that. Heavenly Father, do you mind standing up, gang? <clears throat> Lord, we thank you. Let's just thank him for what you've done in 2021. God, your goodness, your mercy. Those who came to know Jesus personally as their Lord and Savior this year, Lord, we are undone. Those whose lives were radically changed because they met Jesus in a situation or in their life or in a place where they needed him. God, I thank you for how you're moving in our lives. I thank you how we're growing deeper in the word of God, how we're knowing you in greater measure. God, we just want to celebrate what you've done and what you're about to do. Lord, we thank you that Maranatha, God is here right now and he's coming again. God, we worship you for who you are, but we are so thankful for what you did this year. We're so thankful for what you're about to do. 
God, as we go into this time of worship, I pray anyone in this room who's carrying burdens that they just be lifted off of them. God, I pray anyone who's crying out, Jesus, come in this place, that quickly you come, Jesus, and heal and set free. If there's anyone in this room who doesn't yet know you, God, you know, if that's you and you're saying, I don't know him, or you have walked away, and you said, I just need to get my heart right, Paige and Crystal shared an incredible testimony of Jesus just meeting them right where they are at in their brokenness, and if that's you, he is here today to meet you. You know what he says? Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord is saved. Just call on the name of Jesus. Just surrender your life. Say, Jesus, I just have to have you in my life. I, re I just yield and relinquish my life and my ways of doing things, and I give them to you, Jesus, and come in and take over. Jesus, just forgive us of our sins. We would walk in rightness with you and that wholeness with you, God. If that's you, just yield to him today. Jesus, if you're crying out for physical healing, God, we ask that you come and heal physically today on people's bodies, bringing that resurrection life. If you're dealing with anxiety or emotional things, God, I ask that you come in and align the, that the emotions would be the emotions of heaven. We would be aligned with you, God, that restoration and peace would come into our lives. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.